your time. This is your season. in this
come with us now. With the letter of Paul to the Roman church, Paul the Apostle. Who before the Holy Spirit knocked him down was someone who killed Christians. And God changed his life and his name, made him one of the foremost apostles and preachers of all times. Don't ever say. Who God can't use. Yeah. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. For those of you who have those words in front of you, or for those of you whose hearts are ready to receive the word you hear, as you are able, we invite you to stand out of reference for God's holy, his holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Besides this, you know the time. You know that the hour has come for you Christians to wake up from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Oh, the night is far gone and the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime. Not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. You fed it enough to gratify its desires. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Then I want you to pray with and for me. Heavenly Father, as I, I come before your people, thanking you for Jesus and asking that you fill me afresh with the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let the church say amen. 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 Look at someone and smile. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor.
determines that you can work on and work on and find hundreds of sermons in it. So your prayer is that I don't do that this morning. <laughs> amen. Somebody say amen. The pastor, Apostle Paul, wrote this letter to the church at Rome before he had even gone there. He was an apostle. He went around planting churches and putting them under the foundation of the word of God and giving them instructions from the word of God. And he was moving around all the time. But this particular church in Rome, he had not visited. So you may say, well, then why did he go? He went because he had heard about them. Somebody ought to hear about you. <laughs> he wrote the letter to clarify some things that were going on in the church. And so he writes as a reverend of the church, sharing the truth of the times and the word of God in order to make sure that the people were well equipped to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Look at your neighbor and say, you just can't go in any kind of way. <laughs> Think about it. If some people you know went heaven, it wouldn't be heaven anymore. <laughs> and so, and so, and so today, we need to hear the same words from Pastor Apostle Paul. So in our scripture, in our scripture, we find the pastor speaking about the last days. Now we talked about this a few Sundays ago when the people were asking Jesus, can you tell us when the last day will happen? And Jesus said, nobody knows the day and the time but God the Father. But what I can do is I can tell you what the last days look like. I, I can tell you the signs because God is not going to keep that from us. So we concluded that whatever is going on today is supposed to be going on. Amen, somebody. Amen. The signs of the end time in the Bible are all kinds of things. It says in the end we will be lovers of pleasure. People will be covetous, which means they will be jealous of you because they want what you got. Ha! They will want to be bolsters and their children are disobedient and they're unfaithful and unholy and without natural affection. They will be despisers of the good and lovers of themselves. So the question today is, preacher, will everybody get to go to heaven with Jesus? And the answer is, no, boo, ain't gonna happen. The sad news is that not everybody will go to heaven. It's our, it's our choice. Some, some people don't want to live the life necessary to, to go to heaven, which is really a lot simpler than they think. It just takes coming up, joining the church, getting baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, learning who he is, learning his word, and letting him live in your life, making it easier than it's ever been. It's not difficult. Some people just don't want to go. And I always say that it is God's grace that created hell. Because God loves us enough to give us a free will. Somebody say amen. So, so we have the choice to go to heaven or to hell. And believe it or not, there are some people now. I've met them in the church, outside the church, who just really don't want to go to heaven. Somebody say amen. You and I have become Christians so that we can be assured of a ticket to heaven. However, from time to time, we need to hear the alarm clock, which is his word, and, and wake up to what it says. And this scripture today 
is our alarm clock. You have to be a bold preacher to preach some of this today. But this is a time for boldness. The end times say they don't want to hear what will convict or save them. Their ears will itch to hear things that make them feel good. This is called humanism. <laughs> Our scripture says in verse 11, besides this, you know the time, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. In other words, beloved, time is passing and it's passing fast. How many of you have said lately, just seems like time is passing fast. Seems like it was Christmas yesterday. And Thanksgiving, yeah, it's just getting here so fast. Time is passing fast. Why? We're living in the last days. And some people say, well, People have been saying that forever. We're living in the last days. Let me tell you, every time they say it, it's the truth. Because every day we live until he comes. Yes. We're living in the last days. But these days are particularly. Theologians will say they see more signs in 2019 around the world of the last days than we have ever seen before. I just want to get it right and live like it as an insurance policy. Look at somebody and say, me too. And so, beloved, we're going to dip into uh, uh, four different kind of things this morning quickly. It's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Two, it's time for a new wardrobe. Uh, three, it's time to walk right. And it's time to put on and wear Jesus. Let's just check this out. For salvation is nearer. It's time for us to stop tossing and turning and snoring and dreaming and to wake up. And I know that some of you are saying, well, we are awake. <laughs> Paul was talking to a group of people just like you. And he told them to wake up. Some of us are still asleep in 
Mars. Glory to God. The, the day, the night is gone, and the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. In other words, whatever you are doing in the dark, thinking that you can hide what you're doing, that day has changed. Let me tell you something. In 2019, there is daylight on your bad stuff all the time. It's daylight. Cameras everywhere. It's daylight. You can't get away with nothing today. I saw people the other day, they showing on Dateline or somewhere. Somebody went in to steal something. I said, how dumb can you be? with what you used to get away with. Somebody say amen, it's daylight. Everything is out in the open. All kinds of sin running rampant today, out in the open. No shame, no conscience, no morality, no manners. At least sometime there ought to be some shame in the stuff we do. But today, you can know everybody's business. Oh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, cell phones, video cameras everywhere. Big brother all in your business. Side hacking to your personal life. Man told me the other day at Best Buy, he said, ma'am, you, you can't be concerned with hacking on your computer. It's already done. Everybody been hacked. Ain't no equipment can save you from that. Look, if they can get in the White House, they can get into your house. Everything now is just out in the open because nobody cares about how they act anymore. It's time for us to stop tossing and turning and snoring and dreaming and wake up. Look at your neighbor and say, what time is it? Neighbor tell them, say, it's time to wake up. <laughs> and then, verse 12 says, it's time for a new wardrobe. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor. I feel like, listen, dear ones, the day is coming when Jesus will return to take us to a place called heaven. Do you know we have young people today who we've never told about heaven? The children who came in our church, so some have never been inside of the church. That's all over the country today. Children who've never been inside of the church. And then we wonder why they want to cut themselves kill themselves, and take pills for, for anxiety, and how did we get depressed at 16? I, I, don't, I don't know. How you get burned out at 20? Somebody forgot to tell them about a different life to anticipate one day. Sleeping and stuff. 
stuck. We're stuck. Fast asleep on earth as if this is our permanent home. This is not our home, beloved. Everything we do is getting us ready for heaven. This is going to pass so quick, bang, like a vapor. We're going to be out of here. Even if you live to 90, that ain't eternity. We need to wake up to a spiritual reality. We are living in our heads. We've talked about that. We're living in our minds and our brains. We want to talk about soul, where our mind and our imaginations and our emotions and our will is. But we never talk about spiritual things unless you wake up to the spiritual part of yourself where the Holy Spirit lives, you are not awake. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up! Wake up. Start packing your bags. Place where there'll be no more crying and no more dying, no more lying and no more hate, no more pain, no more heartache, no more sorrow, no more fear, no more disappointment, no more bills, no more loneliness, no more sickness, no more pills, no more violence, no more abuse, no more anxiety, no more stress. Woo! Jesus, that looks like a place I want to be. Every day will be Sunday and every month in the month of May. Oh, hallelujah. And then, fourthly, we get some functional instruction. In verse 13, we're told, let us walk properly as in the daytime. While the world is just shamelessly doing everything it does and then wanting us to rationalize sin. Oh, that's a whole nother sermon, so I'm not going to do that. The world today will walk boldly doing the wrong thing. But the church, what was Paul talking? He was like, because the church is not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are born again. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. And that's a process that goes on every single day. Being renewed, being renewed, being renewed. You can't be renewed without the word that is life. You got to know the word. People in the church are biblically illiterate and proud of it. They think they're going to see Jesus and say, well, I didn't know. You scared of the word because you know he's going to say, yes, you knew. He's not going to take that, not in 2019. Now with all these different ways you can learn the word of God, it says, let us walk properly as in the daytime. That's us, the church. When we walk in the daytime, we want to walk like Jesus. So we don't be doing no oranges and we don't be doing no drunkenness. I'm talking about the Bible. Don't go out there talking about me. I'm just talking about, you know, if the world ain't shamed to do it, we certainly shouldn't be shamed to talk about it. One of the reasons people do so much is because nobody's told them what's Acting like you ain't been in senior. TV, 
It's a time to walk right. He said, church, you can't be involved in no orgies, no drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. Lord, there's so much quarreling and jealousy in God's church. Help us up in here. Somebody, we say, I have done those other things. Well, sin is sin. That's why they put, that's why Paul put jealousy and quarreling in there to let you know sin is just not about the body. But sin is about the attitude, too. Yeah. 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 I've never done those things. Well, the reason you ain't done them didn't nobody ask you. But anyway, let me see. Realm and let God 
fix you. Don't think because you've been a Christian all your life, you fixed, you probably broke real bad. Because you ain't exercised your spiritual being. You haven't exercised your spiritual muscles. You know what I ask him? My desire needs to be to do what the Lord would have us do and not so much what we want to do and so this morning, some of you may need to hear from heaven and make some changes in the way that you live. I, I've had to do it, and I, I'm still feeling it, and I'm freely letting the Lord smooth out my rough edges. Yeah. Yeah. He's still cleaning my filters. He's still mending my worn spots. He's still sewing my torn places. He's still pruning my pain. He's still working on me. Because he's not finished with me yet. Oh, I may not be who I ought to be. But I'm certainly not who I used to be. Somebody say. And so verse 14 says, because we sometimes become who we dress, that's why our children who don't know who they are look for an identity in the labels of their clothes. And what you put on is so important that if you're not wearing the right clothes, other kids not only jealous, but I remember when my kids were held up by gunpoint for their clothes. The Bible says, you become what you wear. It says, put on Jesus. Because you next, it's time to wear Jesus. Because when you wear him, you start looking like him. You heard some people say, you could tell she's a Jackson. Look just like it. You can tell who somebody belongs to by who they look like. And so as I close, let me say this to you. When you put on Jesus, for the young people who don't know him and the old people who just know about him but they don't know him, one thing to know about him is another thing to know him for yourself. When we put on Jesus, you have a new attitude. Because we know that when we put on Jesus, we become like him. The old is gone and the new has come. We're being fixed. We're being healed. We are evolving into someone different. We are being born again in the spirit of the living God. Jesus said that he let God didn't give us that. 
Wake up today, child of God. The alarm clock is ringing. Get up. Put your work clothes on. Put your walking shoes on. Hold your head up right. Speak with authority. Make a wonderful change because the time is here. What time is it? It's time to what? Wake up. The songwriter says it like this. See, only the devil will make you not want to change. See, when you're sleeping, you ain't changing. But when you wake up, you're going to get excited about where God's going to take you next. You get excited because you know that the best is still yet to come. The songwriter says, a change? I'm taking, I'm taking three classes, but two I paid for. I'm going to the school of the prophetic. So I'm taking a class on angels, taking a class on dreams. I'm going to go to another level in the spirit. At 76, the only reason he left me was to change me and make me better. The only reason I'm still here is to go to a place in God that I have never, ever been before taking a class on Christian coaching. So the next time I stop, people can just call me up and ask me what to do in life because I'm a coach. Hallelujah, God. A change, a change has come over me. Hey neighbor. Hey neighbor. 